Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which the upcoming match is being played. We would also like to pay our respects to elders past and present. It's about to blow your mind. It's coming around like a shockwave. away, eyes the big sticks and puts Collingwood back in front. They just cannot be killed. Bontepelli feeds it out. North the open goal, the Dogs have four. They're white hot. Two runs inside 50, has a bounce, puts the Jets on and hook kicks the goal. Richmond need a mark. Lynch! He's got it! Lynch to tie the match! He's done it! It's coming back! Tell me! It's an unbelievable goal! You cannot script it! And past the McCluggage, had a bounce, got to 50, went hard and low and straight to goal! The Lions have kicked five in a row! The ball is his, the moment arrives, Elliot kicks the goal! Welcome to AFL Nation. A home team today who have got their season ahead of the ledger this past fortnight, showing plenty of resilience under the spotlight, playing a team today who are trying to stay as resilient as they can in the wake of a tidal wave of injuries. Port Adelaide hosting West Coast at the Adelaide Oval on this Saturday afternoon to kick off a triple header in round six across this significant round, the Anzac round of footy. Of course, later on, GWS and Brisbane to do battle in the nation's capital in Canberra. And tonight, of course, the grand final rematch between Geelong and Sydney from GMHBA Stadium. It is sunshine across the Adelaide Oval at the moment. Welcome to AFL Nation for tyre power. Get the power and tackle road safety. Brett Phillips alongside Andy Maher for the call. Andy? BP, good to be here. Uh, welcome, everybody. It does. We feel like the script is pretty well written for this one, but uh, hopefully the West Coast Eagles internally are um, putting out way more positive vibes than it feels like they are externally. They, they outscored Geelong last week, or was it 10-7 to 7 after half time? And I know they've got injuries, and I know there's this, and I know there's that, but it feels like for three or four years now, it feels like there's been a lot of negativity coming out of West Coast, and they don't, from all corners of the globe, feel like they've done enough to um, try and steer us towards the positives. We know not every team's going to win the premiership every year and we know they've got some injury issues and we know that the hub life was difficult during COVID but hopefully they can focus on the positives and talk those up a bit more routinely because there's one or two out there for the Eagles. No doubt. Well, I do get the skipper uh, back today. Let's they hope do. the hamstring stays in uh, good Fingers nick for Luke Shuey. Our yep. pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles Trade uh, provides specialist advice for Tyler's. Great to have the Port Adelaide legend Kane Corns uh, with us. BP and Andy. Cornsy. Great to be here. Uh, um, yeah, look, I think you're right. Beautiful day uh, in Adelaide and it sets up for a, a pretty high-scoring contest, you would think, and a good opportunity for Port Adelaide to sort of solidify what they've done in the last fortnight under pretty fierce pressure and 
I reckon they've had the hardest draw out of any team in the competition in the first five weeks, so to be three and two is a, a really good position to be in. They haven't played great footy, but they've done enough to be resilient enough to win when the games have been on the line. So from a Port Adelaide point of view, they'd be looking to get it all together because it probably hasn't been all together for them since round one against Brisbane. And you know, I guess West Coast with the injuries and all of that that you just alluded to, Andy, it's a good opportunity for them to do that. So we get a look, Kane, at a, a couple of big guys uh, today. So Bryn Teagle in for game three. So Scott Lysett's been told, go and, yeah. go and find some form uh, back at the SANFL. I think they play tomorrow, Port. And Ollie Lord, uh, Victorian boy. Uh, there's good raps on him. Ken Hinkley spoke really highly of him during the week. He's pretty competitive and obviously not the size of uh, Scott Lysett, 197, 92 kilos. But we get a look at him today as a, a young developing uh, ruckman who Ken has also suggested... You know, could play in other parts of the ground potentially. Yeah, so they need some they need some support with their height in defence, and that's been the real issue for them. So Jonas comes back in today. They said he was sore, uh, <laughs> sore in inverted commas in quotation marks. I'm not, I'm not sure that was the case, but anyway, Ken spoke about the fact that they've given him the best opportunity to play his combative best by giving him that rest. But Ollie Lord, yeah, it's exciting. Like um, Chad's spoken a little bit about him. He looks after the forwards yep. to me, and they've been thrilled by what he's done. He had a look at it in the preseason. He's a tall lad. He's you know still filling out, so there's an opportunity there. And Bryn Teekle, you'll love the way that he plays. Like there's no no frills about it. But he will crash in. He'll have a crack. Uh, they've been playing him at ten and a half back in the sandfall, but he'll clearly come in and ruck today. But Dixon's a massive out for them, and it's a. It's a worry, I reckon, Charlie Dixon, just with his age and his injury history and how important he is. Been in ripping form, like ripping form, Charlie Dixon. Really impressed by his year, be that forward or ruck, wherever they've needed him. So he's big out, and, and Scotty Lice is just battling. So Mitch Georgiadis isn't Charlie Dixon, but where is he? Don't know. He, should have, he surely comes I, back in this week. I would have thought so. It's just bizarre. Well, I listened to Ken Hinckley's presser. Yeah. I reckon a group of the journos were at him and at him about George Addison. He just kept batting it away during the week and he just simply said, he knows what he's got to do, but I'm not going to elaborate on it. Mm. So whatever that means. Mm. We, we sort of probably understand what it means. Yeah, I, he, he just lost all his confidence. Like So year two, second in the Rising Star, 32 goals and sitting on people's heads and you thought, wow. Yeah. <laughs> good's yeah. How good's this? Played the first two uh, this year and you know, it wasn't disastrous, but he's lost all confidence. Like, and, and that's deserted him in front of goal. So his accuracy departed him last year and did again this year. I, I've spoken to the club. I said, why don't you play him back? Like, why can't he be Jeremy Howe? Like 190, 191 centimetres, you know, be that interceptor, provide you with some height down back that you don't have. And they've discussed it. They've thought about it. But right now, whether his contest work isn't strong enough, whether it's his defensive action, I don't know. Um, to your eye? What's the big? He just, he just looks looks like, like he's lost all confidence. Okay. Like it's just deserted him, um, and yep. he's, he looks a bit lost in his with his place in the side. And he, he may be thinking about it. Like I said on sort of radio, he may, he may be thinking about his future, which can be distracting. He's got you have all these offers coming in from Victorian clubs, and he's a Perth kid who you know, clearly West Coast and Fremantle. Fremantle crying out for a forward, so you can only imagine the offers that are coming from his home state, and that can be a bit distracting. So, yeah, it's a bizarre one, but you would have thought, you know, to be overlooked by Ollie Lord, who hasn't played a game, and Bryn Teekle, I get Bryn will play a different position, would be, he would be disappointed by that. So that's all absolutely bang on. It says a bit for Port Adelaide's selection integrity, though. They don't just go for the name. Well, they dropped the captain last week. Yeah, that's well, right. They didn't say they dropped him, yeah. but I'm yeah. telling you, like, 
right between the lines, they dropped him. Yep. Um, and and others this year, like so. So it would have been easier to stick with Lysette this week, and it would have been easier to bring Georgie Artis in this week. But there's something to be said about selection integrity, and if you're saying stuff internally to the group. When it comes to picking the team on a Thursday night or whatever night it might be, yeah. that's where you've actually got to stand up and, and, and talk the talk a bit. You yeah, know? and I think the, there's a couple of examples of that. Like Darcy Byrne Jones's leadership group, former vice captain, was sub against Sydney, um, you know, was dropped and then was sub, and then came back in and played a really important role on Bailey Dale last week. So, yeah, he hasn't been afraid to make a hard call. It does, just keeps everyone a little bit on edge. Mm. Signet uh, powering the call team. Uh, power every moment with the Signet Power Bank. And uh, when we do take talk back throughout the day, it's a Star 21 Telstra's Enterprise Partner of the Year. She's We're been a bit of that this week. Been a bit of talk bit back of talk this back week. Back, has, yeah. Yeah. has been a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> all positive, no doubt. Oh, that's oh, it's all <laughs> positive. <laughs> well, it hasn't been all negative. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, He's pretty chirpy, uh, Eddie. Oh, I mean, no, we've we've got stuff. at the back end of a no, big no, week. It's very good stuff. It was, it was uh, must watch and much must listen to yesterday. <laughs> straight into it, didn't we? Oh, you did. You didn't yeah, waste any did. time. <laughs> How was it after that for the next two and a half hours? Was it all right? Well, I thought we thought it would be a bit awkward to leave the elephant in the room just wandering around the studio for an hour. So usually you'd, you'd sort of save your best stuff when everyone's up. Yeah, like not, yeah, not, not, yeah. Ev- not everyone is up at six in the morning, but it was one of those rare ones where we thought this is going to be a bit awkward if we just let this elephant sort of walk around the studio. So let's get straight into Thank it. If people you. miss it, they can go back and listen to the podcast. That was good. You're both yeah, good. So yeah. you both stood your ground and put your points across and it was uh, it was good listening. Hopefully you get to kick today, Jason Orn Francis. I, I mean, did a, did a terrific uh, piece with Caroline Wilson in today's age mm. and was pretty raw and pretty yep. honest about, about the year and, um, you know, Travis Boak was quoted and, and Ken Hinckley as well. So, yeah. so the, the booing is, you know, is obviously an issue. Yeah. But what it does is deflect from how important they've got three wins on the board, and he has been profoundly responsible for two of them. Yeah, and I, third quarter in Brisbane, last quarter last week. That, there's an argument to be made. They don't win either of those games unless Horn Francis does what he does. I think that's fair, and he was, you know, he's pretty good in the last sort of five minutes of the Sydney game as well. So, mm. I mean. I mean, that's why I've been so excited. Like, my, my overwhelming emotion is excitement when I watch him. Like, yeah, of course, he's not perfect, and of course, there's deficiencies in, in his game, but you can just project forward when it all comes together uh, what he's going to be. And, and, you know, I don't want to go over it again, but no, no, considering, no. No, you know, the preseason that he didn't have and, and all that. So, that, that, look, they're wrapped with him, and, and hopefully he plays well as a part of a young midfield group led by Butters, who's really starting to get his body right and putting some form together. Rosie, we know, is a gun. Willem Drew was, was terrific on Marcus Bontempelli in the second half last week. And Wines is just trying to re-establish himself after um, his injury issues in the preseason as well. Well, at least he's healthy at the moment. So, I mean, Cleary's running around in the SANFL. Lysett's gone back there. Charlie out. Well, yeah. Hopefully it might be just a weak fantasia, whether he's going to get the body up and look, running. It doesn't look like it, does it? It's, which is it's really sad because he's really important for them but uh, he you know, has got the history there that would say that it's going to be a battle for him. We know the situation on field with the West Coast Eagles but Andy all week a lot of discussion also just about the, the key off field officials. I mean Trevor Nisbet long time CEO yeah. since what 1999. He's been at a club ever since. Yeah. Nine yeah. years as senior coach for Adam Simpson. Uh, there's a couple in that footy department I think who shifted into sort of Craig Vozzo's role who have been there you know, quite some time in the footy uh, setup. so it's a it's a fascinating watch, isn't it, with the West Coast? I mean, such oh, no a doubt. stable footy club. Yep. 
pretty much across their history. Well, they have been, and I think they've been. You can you can you can question their professionalism in terms of the way that they've approached some of the challenges that uh, the last couple of seasons have dished up. They're, clearly, through COVID, they uh, didn't manage their way through that at all well, and you know, they wasted some seasons through there. Oh, there's all sorts of internal reviews going on at the moment. List management, recruiting are, are clearly central Fitness to all Fitness would of have to be a part It has of to be. It has to be. I heard you talking about, I think it was you last night talking about this late. Um, there's no question the contracting of blokes who are suspect physically. They've been magnificent players. They're still, unfortunately for West Coast, they are still absolutely key to this team being at its best. Yep. The guys that are always getting hurt, Nick Nat. Um, McGovern, Yo. Shuey, Yo, th- these are blokes who they are, when they do their whiteboard at the start of the year and pick their best team, and if we are going to be competitive, what does it look like? These guys are their best four or five players, and they can't get to the park often enough. Now, that can be a combination of a whole lot of things. Bad luck can be key to it all, no question about that. But to be leaning on these guys and offering them two-year contracts at this stage of their careers. And then you look at the middle band. They've got some kids coming through, starting at, from Oscar Allen down. But that 22 to 27, 28-year bracket, they, they are bereft. It's, in been that. Ne- it's been neglected. It has. Uh, for, for whatever reason. And when you have that success, the, you, you want to yep. maintain it. You, mm. you, it's, it's like the, the Clarkson. You can go back and look at you know, his reign at Hawthorne. You've had that success. You don't want to go back. I mean, you, the last thing, you get addicted to it. Richmond, Harbour, you don't want to go back. Yeah. So then you go and get the players to help you now. Adam Simpson's the same. Go and get Tim Kelly and go and get others. And We're winning now. We're not thinking about five years' time, but eventually it catches up with you yeah. and you've neglected the draft and you look and there's a gulf of players between 33 and, you know, sorry, probably between sort of 28 and yep. and 18. Like it's just there's not enough coming through, which which hurts you. And now finally they acknowledge, okay, we're going we're gonna to have to slowly rebuild this group. But the thing is, they didn't start it three years ago and they needed to. Yep. They, they're starting it now, yeah. but they've already wasted three years. So it's going to take another five. You look at Adelaide, they're year four now of a rebuild mm. and it's just starting. Mm. So be confronting for West Coast to say, we've had an awful three years. But we've still got four or five in front of us. And then they have to say, well, is Adam Simpson the one to be the, the rebuilding coach? Or do we need a new voice and a new set of eyes and perhaps, you know, a younger coach who can, you know, sort of gel with the next generation to be the rebuilding one? These are all the conversations that they'll have to have probably at the end of the year. To the immediate, I mean, eight starters out of their 22 not playing out of their injury list around 15, 16. Will Schofield coming out of retirement this See? weekend to play in the waffle. Just to, really. just to bring some experience to I, that team. I think it is. It is. It's, it's a not, cute story for Will and fantastic, 100%. but it's a terrible story and, yeah, for West Coast. Good on him for putting his yes, hand up I and agree. helping. It's not nothing against Will. No. But it's like, this is, this is embarrassing yeah. that it's got to this point. This is COVID stuff. When you've got 15 players out with COVID, okay, what are we going to do to field a team? But, We're not in COVID anymore. We've got the same suspects out. McGovern often injured. Nat Nui often injured. Yo's always injured. So, you know, they should have foreseen that Probably they can't rely on these players to, to stand up and get through a full season give, of footy. Just like, give that spot to an 18 year old who cares if they win the game in the waffle. Give it to an 18 year old kid who they think might be a chance. For because the nothing, draft that's or right. Something. That's yeah. not nothing to do with nothing with yeah. Will Schofield. Yeah. And that's what I'll go go right back to what I said at the start. It, it's 
project some – hey, we got this under control. We're working hard. You're not working hard giving Will Schofield a spot no. in your waffle team. And nothing against, as Cornsy just said, Will Schofield. I think they were talking during the week. They had a couple of Next, gener- next Generation Academy kids. So they were trying to decide whether they were ready uh, to step up and play uh, waffle footy. So lots going on behind the scenes at the West Coast Eagles, uh, no doubt. Beautiful sunshine here at the Adelaide Oval Port and West Coast out game for broadcast uh, this afternoon. Our call team is dressed by Ringers Westerns. They've got you covered at ringerswestern.com.au. The bounce uh, not too far away on this Anzac weekend on AFL Nation. Listening to AFL Nation for elders, for Australian agriculture, and Daimler Fuso Trucks. Fuso Cantors in stock. You're listening to AFL Nation for elders, for Australian agriculture, and Daimler Fuso Trucks. Fuso Cantors in stock. Welcome back to AFL Nation from the Adelaide Oval this afternoon. Uh, Port Adelaide up against the West Coast Eagles. Brett Phillips, Andy Maher and Kane Corns for tyre power. Get the power and tackle road safety. Our pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles uh, providing specialist advice for tylers. Of course, uh, well, uh, we had a huge week in Adelaide a week before. Mm. Andy, you were over there. I know you stayed at the uh, the beautiful uh, Adelaide Oval Hotel, one of the more beautiful stadiums in the world. In fact, it is my favourite stadium, the Adelaide Oval. And the one thing that they have that um, uh, not anyone else has is a hotel of their own, seemingly integrated into the stadium. If you're looking to make the most of game day, Nothing really gets past spending the night at the stadium. If you ask Andy, he's told me during the air break, <laughs> overall night hotels, VIP footy experience package, a must-do for footy fans this season, ovalshotel.com.au. No, it's outstanding. You Once you're in there, and on the Friday night when the rains were coming down the heavens at open you don't have to leave you don't have to leave the facility <laughs> no, from your right. hotel straight into the ground so there's no going outside jumping on public transport or walking to the ground yeah. you are there we've got a few moments here gents just for some reflections last night uh, the dogs getting it done in the west uh, came but the, the scrutiny continuing to follow the dockers uh, this season yeah it, it will uh, just we're just chatting off air about the style of football that they're playing and there's no fluency there's no momentum in their game their ball movement is stagnant their forward line is an absolute mess and I mean how how long have they tried to replace Matthew Pavlich for I mean I went through a couple of the names that they've had a crack at over the last 10 years to to replace him and they haven't been able to do that it's still an issue like I like I like a miss but he's a young sort of project player was good last week but nothing last night nothing out of Jackson again last night Tabner's injured Fife is injured Corbett comes on as a sub so you know their personnel forward but it wouldn't matter who was there I mean no. put Tony Lockett there and he would struggle with the ball movement up the field and now I feel like their biggest weapon was their young group of ferocious midfielders yep. they were smacked last night I thought the Western Bulldogs midfield was outstanding and their defensive game style like they used to be really hard to score against yes they didn't score massively themselves but you always knew you were going to struggle to score, but now it's just been far too easy for teams to score against them. And uh, I thought the Western Bulldogs were terrific. That was a, a big win, comprehensive. Should have smashed them if they were more accurate in front of goal. But Andy, it was it was a bit concerning for for Freo. And we're just having a look at their uh, draw. Yeah. yeah. So Brisbane, Hawthorne, Sydney, Geelong, Melbourne before the bye, yeah. and then after the bye, it gets pretty tough again after. So I mean, they're, they're in a world of pain. 
Brutal. They're in a terrible... There's a lot of players second-guessing themselves when they get ball in hand, um, which is a byproduct, I think, of maybe they're not trusting what they're supposed to be doing next, pressure from the oppositions, you know, unsettling them. Maybe they're not confident taking the footy forward because... You know, when they do, they've got a, they've got a forward line that's you know built on yeah. pygmies, and and you know we love some of the blokes down there. Like, you love the way Lockie Schultz goes about it, and Mick yep. Walters has been a great player, but they're completely undersized, and um, yeah, they're in real trouble, real trouble. Well, they're going to have to make some adjustments, are they? I mean, this season's just going to get away extremely quickly, but he seems sort of hell bent, uh, Justin Lomu. I mean, coaches are stubborn. Yep, as we know, they want to play a certain way, but right now it's uh, it's not producing. A score. I mean, there's only that. Well, the last period of the game against the Gold Coast yep. at Norwood last week, where they actually looked like a fluent. That's true. Footy team. They had yep. some good ball movement. It was zipping around, and the smaller grounds so they maybe helped that. But yeah, they've got some major worries. And for the Dogs, I mean, they get to get back to three and three. So that's a good spot from zero and two. But we, we just don't know. There's something familiar about the way they played last night. I reckon Cornsey. They were flipping the ball around a bit. Yep. A bit more. Western Bulldogs way? Definitely. I, I, I watched the replay this morning as I was coming over from Adelaide, and just, that was the thing that struck me. So ground ball get, flick it up, and yep. then flick it out. Yep. So it was either it was Caleb Daniel or it was Bont or it was McRae. And then on the outside, we saw the best of Trelaw. We saw the best of their running halfbacks. They had good good players everywhere last night. Liam Jones was, was Bailey Williams, and, you know. Yeah. Those but blokes, even yeah. Hugo Hagen's just, yeah. he wasn't massive hit the scoreboard, but it had a big influence. Quick uh, ladder update for Isuzu, the versatile Isuzu D-Max. They live your own way in an Isuzu D-Max. So St Kilda, top of the table, healthy percentage, 144.1, 16 points of Bombers. And Collingwood on 16, Carlton on 14, Sydney on 12, Melbourne Adelaide and Brisbane all on 12 points, making up the top eight. Port Adelaide can jump inside the top eight if they win today. They're on 12. The Bulldogs up to 12 points as well. Port Adelaide making their way out onto the Adelaide Oval. Beautiful day. We'll take in the Anzac Day ceremony very shortly. Port Adelaide, West Coast to come next. Listening to AFL Nation for elders, for Australian agriculture, and Daimler Fuso Trucks. Fuso Canters in stock.